gentlemen, hello and welcome back to episode number 67 of the Jersey Wall podcast. And today I have with me uh, an old friend, one of the OGs of the channel. I think my first ever co-host for this show back when we were doing stuff as YouTube exclusives. Joe, Joe Alashkar, Youssef, if I may. (laughs) Welcome back to the channel, buddy. What's up, guys? How are you? It's been a very, very, very long time. Yeah, it has been. It's been quite some time. Oh my, and now we're doing a virtual, so exactly. Good, right? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, who might still be new to the to the channel and to and to the podcast, what we used to do is Joe would come over a couple times a week. I would tape my phone to the wall, I would do my recording, I would sync <laughs> up the edit, and they would live exclusively on YouTube. But nowadays we do things a little bit differently. Now, because of our, our COVID era, what we're doing uh, is of course the virtual show as you guys have come to know and love. And today we can not guarantee, but we will try. That there will be no technical difficulties. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm in Canada. <laughs> exactly. Joey's here. I see him. He's looking great with his beard. If we looked at the evolution of you, Joe, from the first episode we recorded to now, the shift in the man I, that you've become. I know, man. It's uh, It was a long road. I had no beard, long hair. Oh, that was a greasy time, I guess you could say. It was nasty. I hate it. It was so, so long ago. It was back in the days when... It was back in, was it high school or was it just early uni? No, this was early uni because I didn't yeah. drive. So it's like, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Back in those days, we would do episodes like, you know, like three times a week and then we wouldn't record for like two weeks and then we'd come back and do another. Come thing. back. Yeah. <laughs> Wildly inconsistent. Yeah, man. Do you remember a particular day or show or episode that stood out to you? That stood out to me? Oh, there was one time where uh, I went on a rant on Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I think that one stood out. I think we were, were we, fuck, I don't know. Oh, sorry. Can I not fess? I, I totally forgot. We're yeah. going to, well, you know what, Joe, make an exception for you. Usually this is a profanity, a light profanity type light. of podcast. Yeah. Uh, but for you, I will give you the floor when you, cause I know when you get, when you see. Bro, you, you know how it is, bro. You remember, I remember, I remember Nathan used to censor every word I said at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can't yeah, say yeah. That, can't say that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. Bye, we, bye, try bye, to keep it, we try to keep it PG here. PGA? Okay, okay. Fair, fair. I'll be PG for you. Don't worry. Thank you, Joey. Okay, I'm getting out. I, <laughs> <laughs> now, for those of you who are listening to the audio-only version of this podcast, it's because you know you can download it wherever it was. And Joe, this was like the biggest challenge. Dude, I was about to say, we used to take, like you, because I never did any of this stuff. It was Nathan. And he used to he used to be so committed on putting it on iTunes and Spotify. And he's like, bro, how do I do this? I'm like, dude, you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> and it took us like more than a year. Like, well, I didn't even know you did it. So I'm so proud of you for that. Yeah, I'm convinced <laughs> that at the time it wasn't possible. Uh, and to be honest, I still don't fully understand how it works. But we found a way where there's a will, there's a way. And inevitably we got it up. Uh, and Joey, I guess we should dive into maybe well, a reintroduction of who is... Joe Alashkar. Joe is a Chelsea fan at times, and but more often than not, he's a, a Chelsea, a yeller of, of Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, I'm very passionate. <laughs> yeah, venting the the frustrations and for the good and the bad uh, in the channel, and most of it comes from a place from a place of love. Mm-hmm. But Joe, you've had like 14 managers since the last time we spoke. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, cycled through the squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, when when I talked to you, who was our manager, Conte? Bro, it might have even been pre-Conte. Pre-Conte? Oh, God, yeah. It probably was Conte because I feel like the last... Yeah, you know what? That's probably... Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because Costa was leaving and Mm -hmm. it was... Oh, my God, man. That's... 
Yeah, we had like maybe 15 managers since then or something. Yeah. I'm joking. But uh, we had Sari. <laughs> we didn't talk at all when Sari was in. No, I don't and blame you. I wouldn't have wanted to talk to me when Sari was a manager. Oh, right? yeah. I would have probably raged every single episode. Yeah. Yep. Well, we won the Europa League, which was good. I don't know how we did it, but oh, yeah, we played Arsenal. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, but yeah, he got he got booted. And then we got super Frankie Lampard. Yeah, you know, I'm happy with uh, the appointment of Frank, but he's he's inexperienced and he's going to get the sack in maybe three years from now. But, you know, he's here right now, so it's, it's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> yeah, so let's. I guess that's a good place uh, as any to start with, with the manager, right? So kind of talk to me a little bit about the transition from, because I and I do want to go from the last time we've spoken to Conte, to Sari, to Lampard, okay. who... And we can we can go as as deep uh, as we'd like into this, but really with Conte, you Conte kind of tweaked the system, and then he said, "Okay, one year, all out, we're gonna win, and then I'm gonna leave," yeah. Yeah. and it worked. It and worked. then Sari came in as playing this thrilling Sari ball that mm-hmm. just didn't take. And it was boring, and it didn't it didn't boring, work. Boring, boring, so and then and then you appointed Lampard, who had like 30 games of managerial experience, mm-hmm. uh, who brought up most of the derby players who he was managing and integrating them to the squad. And now he has just a plethora of players far, far better than than Mason Mount. And yet Mason Mount finds a way to keep his place in the oh, team Mason, every week. Mason Mount is a god. I love Mason Mount. I think, uh, yeah, he easily gets into the team every week for me because he's, he's so passionate. Yeah, I love him. I, I want to talk about the 11 a little later. But for now, talk to me a little bit about, because um, I guess we're on Lampard now. Yeah. But And you said you think he'll, he might be sacked in, within no, the next three I years. I mean, um, I'm a, sorry to cut you off. No, uh, go ahead. Yeah. It reminds me of the old times. When I used to- <laughs> Fine, man. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. No, it's- I know what I'm getting when I bring yeah. you on the podcast. I know what I'm signing up for. Um, what's it called? Um, with Lampard, uh, he's, he's very inexperienced, like you said. Um, I love him. I love him to bits. Uh, it's the problem is he's in a, he, he's obviously coaching his team and he, I mean, his club and he knows this club is very impatient. When it comes to results, Chelsea is very impatient. And we already know one year of mishap, you're out. You know, like Jose Mourinho won the league. Next year, we came like, I don't know, 14th. He was losing the dressing room. Booted. Done. Right. Um, uh, Conte, out. Uh, sorry, one Stuff, out. But this is the kind of, this is, Chelsea. Chelsea's success is basically based off of that, though. We've never really had a manager that stayed super long. But we've had managers come in and win trophies though right. you know like arsenal's have had arsene wenger for 300 years and they <laughs> get two fa cups probably or three now they're like all over the place we'll get to arsenal later we will but, get there Arsenal later yeah yeah but i think um i think lampard is going to be a very very good manager i think he's just the problem is now nathan like when you see football you see arteta you see lampard you see these of ollie you see these young managers yeah. at gargantuan clubs like these clubs are so big like yeah. can you handle the pressure right right now lampard i want i wouldn't say technically lampard's in much of pressure you know like now people are like oh he spent 200 million but we got to remember that lampard used the team that was full of loans that we sent out and brought back right and I, you know what to be honest like we didn't win anything but based off last season and what we had i think we had a very good we, we had a good run and, you know, this year I'm expecting a lot, obviously, because we got Werner, Havertz, Hakim, you know, all these players. Tiago Silva. Yeah, <laughs> But, um, you know, um, I, ju- I just feel it's like, 
he's a good man manager. Like he can handle a team. It's just I'm worried under pressure is when he'll break because we haven't seen him really under pressure like that. You know, we're seeing Arteta now under pressure and he's like folding and it's like, I'm just worried about that. And with a team like Chelsea, you know, like once you hit the place like 15th, 14th, which is like disgusting, you're going to be like, it's like talks of finding a new, new manager. That's why you need like experienced managers. Now, I don't know if Chelsea's probably going towards a more like development stage where they're like, okay, we're going to hang on with that part. We're going to trust him. We're going to trust like a process that we're having right now. Uh, Rebuild, see what happens, which, you know, which is, it's uncommon for Chelsea. Let's be real here. We don't do that. We're like, now we want to win. We want to win now. We'll get players in and stuff like that. So if, if that's the way, you know, I don't mind. You know, I don't want – Lampard can never be disrespected. So he'll right. part ways with the club. He'll never get the sack because there's yeah, no way. And enough. if he gets a sack, I'll freaking go to London right now and we'll have a fight. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think a lot of what you said um, absolutely makes sense. Like once you have a club legend – uh, inherit the club, then of course there's going to be, you know, a level of respect that maybe somebody like sorry for all his managerial prowess and he hadn't won a whole lot of trophies, but the style he played was exciting. Or Conte, who yes. you knew was going to probably deliver a trophy, but probably not much else. Uh, mm-hmm. Which at the very least is fine because at least you won the trophy. Yeah, I think yeah. with Lampard, um, he does command a little bit more respect because of what he did as a player, but at the same time. You're right. Now the, the expectations are, are a little bit tweaked, right? Mm-hmm. Where last season, he didn't really have pressure because Chelsea had the transfer ban, so he had to fill up his squad with loans. Mm-hmm. And, and there were players who he knew from his only time managing, which were in the championship. But now, as he's inherited, uh, you know, a lot of very, very, very good players, to be fair. Like, with way more, I think, top-end potential than, than their actual, you know, offensive uh, abilities right now. Yeah. I think the pressure will certainly, no pun intended, mount on <laughs> him. Uh, as Chelsea say, okay, well, listen, like now we got you a veteran leader to stabilize the back line. We got you a left back, which you needed, right? We got you uh, three incredible offensive players. Mm-hmm. When can we start to expect Chelsea to be threatening uh, in a whole new sense? And I, I don't mean threatening like, oh boy, we're playing Chelsea this weekend. Like, I mean threatening like Chelsea are going to win the league this year. Like yeah. Chelsea are in serious discussions to win the league this year. How how long do you think it'll be before you have that? Is it is it that the players need to find uh, their way and get settled into the league, or is that Lampard needs to find a way to to get them to adjust faster and and hit the ground running and and win the league as early as this year? I I think it's more of um, we we won't win the league this year. Um, right. It, I don't think it's possible. Well, it is possible, but you know, uh, yeah. there's a lot unlikely. Of, yeah, it's very unlikely. This uh, this year, actually, it's funny enough, it's a very competitive year. Very competitive. I mean, Liverpool, no I still have Liverpool winning, personally. Uh, yeah. I, I know, man, I know you hate it, but... Um, it's devastating. Is that, <laughs> I still have them winning. They're very good. Uh, it, it, it's more of the players trying to settle in. Right. Um, Lampard, Lampard, Lampard does have flaws. Oh, he has a lot, you know, but um, especially when it comes to... Um, defensively you know we're all over the place and everyone knows that uh you know at, at some points we have like three wingers left and right and it exposes the two center backs because Chilwell, Chilwell and Reese James push so far up right um it, it's just hard you know and um I, I think it's I challenging the league's hard I think a year or two from now 
I feel like we can push, especially like depending on the development of Mount and other players right. and stuff. And we see how they develop and stuff over the year, um, especially two years from now, I think we'll, we'll be in their contention. But um, for, for now, I think it's more of the players need to relax and just play their football and see what happens. And uh, especially with Haver Havertz is actually having a mare right now. But, you know, then again, like people are putting so much pressure on a 20. He's younger than me, man. Like when I was here, these people were older than me and now I'm here and they're younger than me. So right. like, that's how crazy it is. Uh, so it's Havertz, right? Havertz is 20. I had no beard. So like, <laughs> let's just, let's just uh, leave the guy, let him relax a bit. Okay. Right. The 20 year old. And he, he has a lot of potential. He has a lot and with the pressure, I think what's good about Lampard is that he knows and right. he doesn't want to hinder his potential, basically. He wants him to evolve into the player like we all think Havertz is going to be. So right. we'll, we'll see We'll see with that. I think mostly on my stance on that is just basically, yeah, players I just need to just relax a little bit. So do you think – so let's say Chelsea let's, – let's set a goal. Let's say by – the 2022-2023 season, Chelsea are winning the league. Mm -hmm. And we work backwards to say, okay, well, what, what do they need uh, in order to do that, right? We look at, at teams like City, who right now desperately need a striker, right? They need Erling Haaland. If they had Erling Haaland, mm -hmm. for the most part, they'd probably be fine, right? They would Defensively, they seem very, very sound this season. They just need someone who can finish, and he's damn near the best finisher ever, right? Boom, there's your, there's your fix. Uh, for Liverpool, obviously, the biggest problem with them is, is, is fitness, but they still keep finding a way to win, right? Tottenham yeah. will never break the curse, so I'm not even worried about them. Yeah. Um, but we can, you know, I, and we said last week we're not going to mention United, but United obviously need, you know, we've, me and I have talked enough times about what they need, right? Like a six, a winger, and a new manager, and then they're probably set. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For Chelsea, it seems like they have a very strong 11. Now, Thiago Silva probably won't be there beyond, maybe not even beyond this not year. Year, yeah. It's but just... if I had to say, what's the missing piece? The key ingredient is what? to get Chelsea to win the title, I don't think you'd necessarily say new players because you've got a bunch of them mm -hmm. and you're trusting in Lampard. So is the, the missing ingredient is only really time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's time. I, I don't think we... Okay, creative midfielder, I think we have a bunch of those now. Oh, there's no... Kidding. There's no way you can say anything like that. We have versatile players too. A great holding mid with Conte, world class. Yeah. Uh, if, if, if anything, you know, maybe a replacement center back, but, you know... It's hard. It's hard, but their defense is bad. You know, we got a new goalie in Mendy. Yep. Uh, I think honestly, the only Thank thing God. Was, yeah. Oh man, Kepo was terrible. Um, it's only it's only time. Only time. Time's the only uh, only missing piece, basically. Right. The only missing piece. Okay. Yeah. yeah I th I think that probably makes a lot of sense. I I I want to see how because you touched on it there how Frank handles these players. Um, because if we look at them, and, and I want to talk to you a little bit about squad balance, right? Mm -hmm. And this is part of what the, the challenge is for Frank. And it's a good problem to have, to have, you know, a ton of great players. Yes. But when it seems that they don't necessarily work together, not that they can't work together, but just that they don't work as well at, at bringing out some of their, their you know, all-star potential mm -hmm. if they're all in the field at once, then how do you, how do you deal with it? And, and I'll set it up a little bit just so I'm clear. Mm -hmm. Kai Havertz, I think, is best as a center forward, right? Yeah. When he's playing at the center forward, unlocking the defense, it's very similar to like a Joao Felix type role. Yeah, That's how you get the most out of him. But Timo Werner, who's probably the guy who's going to get you the most goals, needs a target man to play off of to get the most goals. And Kai Havertz really, at least right now, isn't that guy. Yeah. Then you have a guy like Pulisic who probably needs the ball a lot more to shine. Mm -hmm. 
Meanwhile, when you have these other guys in the team like Havertz or like um, or like uh, Ziyech, who are you know heavily heavily ball oriented, then you have to share the ball a little bit more. And it's like it's it's a good problem to have to have all these good players, but at the same time you run the risk of having everybody stall by trying to make them play together. How would you? And I want to go through like your proper eleven. What would be your best 11 for Chelsea to succeed and win the championship? And then I want to dissect it. So start from the back. Obviously, we got Mendy in that, but let's yeah, go through so, it. Yeah, back Mendy. Line. <laughs> back line. Um, I'd have Chilwell, obviously. I'm not putting Alonso on the left. Yeah. Uh, now, on the right, I'm going to go with the right person. Obviously, Reese James. Yeah. Uh, Aspie's great. I love Aspie. He is loyal, a captain, but he's never going to slide in center back. The only way... I remember we talked about this a lot. The only way Aspie yeah. slides in center back is when you have three in the back, and it was the Conte yeah. formation. It's here. a back three, yeah. And he was unbelievable. It was fantastic. It was fantastic, yeah. and that was the season we won. Um, I think for the center back pairing, unfortunately, Rudiger is like Bambi on ice sometimes. Oh, Christian <laughs> Christensen is a fake center back sometimes. Like I don't, he does. He's yeah. not. So he's I, a passer, but he's not good at anything else. I know exactly. He can play CDM and like just put him CDM if but we don't need that, do we? Right. Um, the thing is, I'd uh, probably have uh, Thiago Silva and Zuma center back. Okay. I mean, they've been our best center back partnership as much right. as uh, Thiago Silva is very slow. You know, uh, he's actually unlocked. This is what I mean about like helping a player because Zuma is shining, right? And uh, Zuma is becoming what we always wanted him to be, basically. Yeah, uh, so I, I love that and. I'm happy for him because of all the injuries and stuff. So I love Zuma as center back with Thiago Silva only because Zuma with Christensen, Zuma with Rudiger is like a mess because it's just, yeah. there's so much going on there and they, they can't communicate. I don't know what's wrong, but it's not good. Midfield's hard. Um, yeah, I know. Mid- this is where we get into it. I agree with you on that back line, mid- right? I, I would say the only, um, the only concern I have is that I, even if we narrow down a team, that's awesome once Thiago Silva leaves and that will be sooner rather than later, hmm. then what has, has Zuma already taken the the baton and, and is now running with it and saying, yo, I'm the leader. I'm going to, I learned from Thiago Silva. I know how to do this. Or is it, we got to bring in somebody else now again, who has that veteran leadership to Kuli keep Bali. on partnering with. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's bring in Koulibaly to partner with Zuma. Boy, that would suck. <laughs> that would really suck for every other team. I think, I think, um, I I, I, I want to discuss this probably towards the end of the season just because of the fact, like, I'm yeah. not sure. I think uh, Zuma's more he's, – he's, how old is Zuma now? 25? Like, uh, bro, I don't even think he's that old. I think he's like – Zuma in my head is always like the silver in FIBA 14. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. When he yeah, was yeah, like yeah. 20. So maybe yeah. he is that old, but yeah, 20. he's still like but 22 that's still very, in my head. very, very – that's still young, you know. That's yeah. he's not very young, but he's still like – he's still got time. So I yep. think maybe bringing another experienced center back alongside never does any harm. Obviously, like yeah, of course. Leader, right. But like, if Zuma steps up, then that'd be great. You know, I'm loving it. But uh, it's it's whether or not Christensen and Rudiger can can do their job, basically. So mm-hmm. it, it's hard on that. But uh, with the midfield, just moving back to that, oh man, it's impossible. It's like I can't. There's like 15 different partnerships that I can give you right now. But I, I think, um, damn, <laughs> I, Joey, Joey, you must have forgot the jersey will ask them tough questions sometimes yeah, bro, I where know. it's hard to figure out how <laughs> it's hard. I want to hear from you. I, I know Mina and I had discussed this on previous Chelsea episodes, but I wanted to bring in the actual opinion of a Chelsea fan yeah. because there was a time when, when I said, okay, well, listen, we know that Conte is best playing with a two, right? Like with Danny Drinkwater, Danny Drinkwater, who sucks. Yeah. They won 
the Premier League, right? When yeah. he was playing in the Conte system next to like a Fabregas type, yeah, or or who or whoever else he was playing next to. If it wasn't Fabregas, whose name is escaping me now, but he's better in like a two type system where he's a recovery guy. He had Matic then, so. but it, yeah, Matic is the other one. Thank you. Whereas now it's like, can you just hold down the fort for us and just be mm-hmm. the base of the six and let everybody else go nuts? It's hard. Um, I'm expecting a lot of midfielders leaving this summer, um, including yeah. Jorginho. I think. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think the thing is with Jorginho is that sorry ball, he was perfect, which is right. playing boring football. Mm-hmm. And asking you, you know, Jorginho, Jorginho is really good. Don't get not really good. Like he's good, but he's really right good now, at short passing. Yeah, and taking short, penalties and taking penalties. Oh yeah, he's oh penalties beautiful. But the thing is now it's more of uh, the way Frank plays is more high pressure. It's very similar to Klopp if you look at it. So mm-hmm. I think um, just based off that, you'd have N'Golo Conte, you'd have Kovacic, and Kovacic I think is a workhorse. Okay. Is this in a two or is this Kovacic at the Kovacic. eight and things? This is three. This is a three. So we're playing a four-three-three formation. This is okay. the thing, right? So we're gonna have Conte um, as holding mid. Yep. I still have Kovacic on the side, and then you can have a creative midfielder because you need one. Uh, I think it'll be either be Mount as center mid, or you can choose from like one hundred other center mids that we have. Yep. Um, but I'd put Mount just because I like Mount and the way he plays. And I think that midfield is just so, like, push, push, push. And I, I love that stuff, okay? And especially for the formation, the way Frank plays, I think it, it's good uh, for right wing. Now, now this is the problem. Now, I don't like Hakeem Ziyech on a uh, on right wing. I don't. I don't think he fits the purpose in that position. Right. So that's why I've said, like, between Mason Mount or – um, Hakim Zayek or something they can play center mid or cam or whatever right. but I think for right wing I'd probably end up going with man this is so hard this is bad it's a dilemma uh, this is yeah it's hard I think yeah man okay right wing I'd probably have uh, Pulisic just because I know I can play it's either right or left but I want Havertz as a striker don't get me wrong but as a stands right now it's just very confusing and i un- i don't understand why frank hasn't played him striker yet which is it's very weird but like when when he gets the ball he'll like hit it i know he's he's done some stupid stuff but people forget that this guy scores like bare goals and he's his pace is disgusting so as left wing i don't mind um now i'm like where's havertz like where did i put him as well so that's what i think i do i put havertz as center forward um center right. forward a natural center forward just because like right now he's not playing well, but I mean, when he does develop into what we think will, he will be and plays like a Bobby Firmino type thing where he passes it to the wings. Yeah. Pulisic and and Werner, who's going to beat those guys? No, I know. Especially for pace. They're very quick. You actually pretty much listed almost the exact 11 uh, that I, that I had, um, that I had mentioned on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Okay. Which was, it's only, the only daunting part is that it's it's asking a lot of Conte, right? It's asking yeah. a lot of Conte, and and right now he's fine just to, to keep on stepping up, right? Mm-hmm. Because he he does that, right? He's he's the guy. It's like any amount of pressure, if it's if it's running and tackling related, he's your boy. Mm-hmm. But even with Havertz playing center forward, we've seen that Werner works best playing off of a big man striker. But then you worsen your eleven, kind of. Because Tammy Abraham or Olivier Giroud 
are not as good as a Kai Havertz or a Hakeem Ziyech. And then, you know, you list your 11 and you have probably the best passer at the club, which is Ziyech, not even in the team. Yeah. Because I agree with you. I don't think in a, in a system with a center forward, you play like a slow, creative winger on the right. Mm-hmm. Right? You play like your dynamic forward, which is Pulisic. Exactly. But then you need, you know, Havertz in midfield. Or not Havertz in midfield, sorry, but Hakimi in midfield. But then the balance is off it's again. Hard. It's hard. We, we have a lot of uh, – it, it's up to the players on how they do well in training. Like, that's yep. that's it. Like, it's nothing out of – it's out of our control at this point. It's a good kind of competition to have. But remember that it could fall apart. I, I just have an example. Like, Pep Guardiola and Sonny, the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, he left. Don't remind me. No, you don't. I know. I know you sad. hate it. I know you hate it. But this is the truth. This is a very similar situation in which, like, depth. Like, I remember the only person I know from the top of my head who can handle depth, like like this kind of level of depth, is Jose. Mourinho handled it because he he won the league and stuff, and we had, like, Michael Essien coming off the bench at times, and this was when it yeah. was last year. It was sick. Um, yeah, we, we it's very difficult now, especially I want Hakim Ziyech to play, but he's very slow. Like, I know, but he's, he's such very, a good passer. Very, he's ama- Passing is, like, incredible. Uh, but that's the thing with the midfield like that, when you have like Mason Mount, Kovacic and Conte, who are going to work every single game, you know, obviously fitness levels are a thing. And this is where you can start playing Ziyech and another partnership or something over there. But as center mid or cam, other than that, like, yeah, it's, it's very hard. It's a good thing to have. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. just right now where we are in the table and the past two games, which were losses. You know, it's like, I don't think Lampard really knows his team. Like, he no, doesn't why? know. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. He, he's it's like what happened was. But I'm not getting paid millions. to. No, well, exactly. Right? And it's like what, what Chelsea did was, you know, they said, okay, we got all this money to spend because we, we had the transfer ban last year. Yeah. Let's buy all these players without actually thinking how they fit into the system, right? Like. And most managers will have a system in place, right? This is my passer. This is my workhorse. This is my defender. This is my dynamic guy. This is my this. This is my that. Like there's 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 certain roles that are cut out in the manager's system mm-hmm. if we believe that the manager will deliver us a championship. And in the case of of uh, of Lampard, it's more like, okay, what can you do if we buy all these good players? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's basically playing FIFA. Players. He's playing FIFA because right. he's doing like, he's like, he doesn't take in morale. And he's doing like a squad rotation thing. It's like me signing Messi and Ronaldo. Exactly. He's playing them off every single game. I play one guy. It doesn't right. work like that. You need no, to exactly. Have a, you need to have a team. Plus, it messes with the chemistry. Exactly. You need to have a team. And it's good to have people coming on and off the bench. But when there's depth like that, it's too crazy. Like, it, it's just insane. You're, you don't have just normal players. You have star players, man. On the yeah. Bench, you know with yeah and if you have a guy like like Kai Havertz who you're playing at right wing which you know like he, he okay versatility should not be mistaken for you know right like yeah, position, we yeah. know what Kai Havertz was would do best and the system is does it work around him and the answer right now I would actually argue as high as Chelsea are in the table mm-hmm. all the wins pretty much if I'm not mistaken have come against the, the bottom half teams yeah Right, which means that in the big games against the tough opposition, as much firepower as you have, you haven't been able to figure it out on how to unlock the defenses, which is crazy. Now, I had actually proposed a solution to this. I said, okay, well, what about if we do, if we worsen the 11, but we actually, we drop uh, Pulisic, for instance, and we play in a Mm 4-2-3-1, okay, where you have Conte and Kovacic at the base, 
Okay. With Ziyech as your right mid, because then it's yeah. not, he's not, he's Rolling deep enough back. that he can still not run. The yeah. problem is now what are you going to do about Werner? Because Werner, I don't think should be leading the line. Werner has never led the line. He's always played in a two. He's never been the big, the direct striker. He's great at making the runs off the back post, darting in and abusing his pace. Mm -hmm. uh, but he's not even that clinical of a finisher, to be quite honest. He scores a lot. Yeah. He'll whiff chances. And he, if you give him enough chances, he'll score probably one or two a game. But it'll be on four, five, six attempts, yeah. right? For Werner's young too, but sorry. For go sure, on. Yeah. yeah. But I don't. But I don't think you necessarily want Werner, who is a left winger slash striker, to be playing at a left mid position in a four-two-three-one because that's way too deep. Yeah. He's not there to cross. He's there to yeah. be the the guy up top, right? So that that works for Hakeem, for for Ziyech, but it doesn't work for Werner. Like there are problems here, and I'm glad yeah. to know that even, you know, the most I heard of Chelsea fans also don't have the, the exact solution to this yeah. because it's the conflict, like you said, of FIFA, of wanting to play all these players, mm -hmm. but not having them actually work in the system. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's very difficult. We have we have a problem. And you can tell it's, like, been a... It's, it's a problem, man, you know. Um, I love depth, but I knew it was going to be a problem from the beginning of the season. A lot of people were like, oh, you should be first place. Like, guys, shut up. Like, stop being right. unrealistic here, man. I don't care how much money a team spends and stuff uh if they spend like 200 million on a player that's a different story but we spent 200 million on like four or five different players man like relax a little bit right um it, it takes time for these for these players to get used to the things and i think next season yeah. i always give a player a season always i gave up a season trash okay go on um, yeah. i gave Jorginho a season he's okay you know I, I always give players a season except like no, nah, no, I've always given players a season. So I, I yeah, think you have. And a manager, too. You've always yeah. been notorious for that. Yeah, you said, yeah. give him a seat. We can't judge him yet. We can't judge yeah. him yet. Yeah. And you know what? Based on how how Werner is doing now, I think, like, I think he's doing pretty well. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I know he's missed, like, a couple, but, like, he's been okay. He's He's been doing well. Um, Hakim Ziyech has been doing well as well. You know, uh, it's just Havertz, Havertz is off. I'm going to admit Havertz isn't like, he's not doing well right now. Uh, he's been, he, he seems very nervous on the ball, man. Like, I think he gets the ball, he receives the ball and he just, I don't know. He's, he takes the tempo down because he wants to try to compose himself first. But at that point, right. when you're in the premier league and the intensity is that high, it's hard, but then yeah. you have to take in the fact that, you know, he's new. He's trying to get used to the lifestyle. It is. These, these are factors that you have to take in, you know? Absolutely. So like, no one really appreciates how hard, like, if a person, if a player comes in and just pops off automatically, how hard that is. I'll give you an example. Bruno Fernandez is sick. Yeah, he's good, yeah. and he's one of those players I think that came to United and just changed their season around. Uh, oh, sorry, sure. I know we're not allowed to talk about him. Yeah, this isn't the United I, episode, but I know. I know it's hard I, not to praise a guy like yeah. that. And I and I've been on the record saying I like Bruno Fernandez. Bruno yeah. Fernandez is direct. If you look at one of the goal that he scored against Leeds there. It's the goal that I wish Bernardo Silva had scored against Southampton <laughs> where he's literally four yards out and cuts it across. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing, man? Hit yeah. it. Smash yeah. it forward. And Bruno's like, yo, I'm in the box. Let's go. Let's Boom. go. Bam. Rips it in. No, no. And, they, and you know, I, it's, it's, it's one of those, like, it's hard. So especially with Havertz now, he's a very young guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be hard on my, on my team right now. I know where they're coming from. And like I said, it's a, I feel like it's a very competitive uh, season this year. 
you know, Leicester City. Brendan Rodgers is actually doing a master class right now. I don't know how he's pulling this stuff, but okay. Yeah, but Leicester are wild because yeah. they'll, they'll win games that they have no business winning, and then they'll lose games they that they should be they winning. Should be winning, yeah. yeah. But I don't think they'll win the league for that reason. Is because right. it's picking up the points. It's the Mourinho tactic where you pick up points in the small clubs and just defend against the big clubs, and that's it. Right. So, all, bro, all you need, all you, all the most important thing is a win. It doesn't matter how you get it, right? Yeah. And that's all. That's all they should be going for. But um, and and the case, like, it's very hard with our with our team right now. It's hard to choose a lineup, and I think Lampard is feeling that. You can definitely tell because of the rotation of the team. Every week we have a different thing, and different players, different positions, and stuff. And like you said, it ruins chemistry. How are you going to win games like that, right? So right. So do you think? Um, and I mean, you obviously talked a lot about you know, giving players that time to adjust to the league. And everybody, I think, needs a little bit of time to adjust to the league. Not everyone can hit the ground running. We don't blame them for that. Yeah. But do you actually see a guy like Havertz fitting into the Prem? Or do you think that he's just, his style of play doesn't really work? Uh, in the Maybe it's because the system isn't working for him. I think that if he was like a center forward at City, he'd be doing unreal. Mind you, maybe not this season because we don't have wingers who could finish. But <laughs> in, that, in that kind of system, it probably would work out. Or do you think that, you know, maybe it's just as great as a player that he is. And he, I think he does actually have like Ballon d'Or type potential. Yeah. It's just maybe the league isn't for him. I think, I think it's mostly, yeah. That's why I say always give a player a season because he still needs to adjust. Um, right. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, I haven't watched a lot of Bundesliga. So yeah. I know it's like at times it could be slow, especially when you're playing like a team like Vendor Bremen or something like that. Um it could be slow, and I, I think I with, said Werder Bremen. Yeah, <laughs> You're funny. Know. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's so funny. No disrespect to them, but you had Ozil at one point. That's pretty good. I played him on the PSP. That's pretty sick. Anyway, oh, there you go. <laughs> um, but I think he just needs to up his tempo a little bit, and I yeah. think they used to it. It's it's good. I realize how how good the English players are. You know, being able to playing this intensity and stuff like that, especially with Mason Mount, man. You don't understand how much I love this guy. I love right. Mason Mount. He's a great player. He has heart. Chelsea through and through, you know, and we have a lot of players like that now, Chelsea through and through, you know, from the academy. Mm-hmm. And and I'm going to give Mourinho his props because when he said, like, there was nothing there, he was right. So when he came, remember that Frank Lampard and stuff like that, these guys came from West Ham. So right. they, they're they just yeah. legends, but they came from West Ham, you know. But these guys are, like, came brought up Chelsea so I like that and yeah uh, the homegrown yeah. talents for sure so if we can transition this to away from the the exact 11 and more the back towards expectations but outside of the prem mm-hmm. right uh the other competition that you guys are in uh which is the Champions League yeah and you know mind you the draw hasn't done you any favors if we can see no, maybe no, it no, is no. just the league or the style of play but now you're going to play a team where Atleti yeah. You really need a player like Kai Havertz for all that his potential is, which is unlocking defenses mm. to unlock probably the tightest one in, in the world. Have they have they lost a game yet? They lost to Real Madrid uh, in the Madrid Derby. But yeah. up to that game, they had played like, I think it was eight games and conceded twice. Twice, yeah. Wow. You know, like, uh, I'm scared. You know, Atletico were the team to kick out Liverpool last season too. So, um it's it's going to be a very hard game, very tough game. Diego Simeone he knows his defense, you know, he, he and he's playing a team that he knows are kind of weak in the back right now. 
Um, it's hard, you know. I think up to the game till then, Lampard needs to fix fix stuff by making a lineup and yeah, being like, okay, I'm going with this lineup. Like, I need them to play well together uh, up until this right. game because we can't if we keep the switching this guy switching there, we're not gonna win. We're not gonna beat Atletico home or away because we're switching too many players and they don't know what's going on. Um, I think I think that he needs to just find his lineup now. Uh, solidify it. Say this is how I'm gonna play. This is what I'm gonna do. Uh, be stern with it and just go with it. That's that's all. Like if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Okay, I understand. And then right. we'll have to start quite not questioning Lampard, but I mean like just saying like why'd you do that? Just hit the hit the books again and fix it up. That's all. You know, but at at some at a certain point, I think you do. Might you might actually have to question Lampard. Yeah. And you know, I I think it'd be really tough on Frank to say, okay, well. You know, you didn't beat Atletico Madrid and, and we're not finishing any higher in the table. So second year, yeah. you know, beat it. But at the same time, could you think of a manager in the world? I'm not asking you to actually name one, but could you think, is there a manager in the world that could get more out of this Chelsea squad and get us to win faster? Now, I wish I could tell you, honestly, because right now we're, it's it's very unique, um, the time we're living in. It's more of a transition of managers. So right. you can tell that most of the managers are getting older. You know, yep. we have the three yeah. big teams of Klopp, Pep, and Jose. Mm-hmm. You know, then we have a lot of Italian managers now, like Allegri and stuff like that. But I think we're in a we're in a place right now where I'm like, you know what, just ride with ride with Lampard because like United did that. They're riding with Ollie. I'm not saying Ollie's like a freaking perfectionist, okay? And he's Ollie sucks. Yeah, he does. Ollie's he's bad. Terrible. But like <laughs> we did so bad to not talk about United, huh? No, I, <laughs> I did so. No, so it's okay because we're just we're teasing it. We're just yeah. teasing that yeah. the position on this show, especially when Mina isn't here to defend the club. Yeah, I know. No, no, hundred percent. I'm not gonna trash the. I'm not gonna trash the club like that right now. But if Mina's gonna go to his face, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> but that's but, okay. That's brave, at least. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna talk behind your back. I'll tell you to your face. <laughs> Your club sucks. Exactly. So I think we're in a transition of managers. So I wish I could tell you, Nathan, like which which manager would come in and just switch the whole thing right now. But I honestly, like for the first time in a long time, I have no clue. I I don't know because the good managers right now are like employed. So Klopp and all these people. You know, if at that point you're just going to go get a random manager, why not just stick with Lampard kind of thing? You know, like it's it's very hard. And from the top of my head, I I don't know. I don't know. So I think it's just, I'm having, I have faith in Lampard. I hope it goes well. Um, you know, I, I think, I think we'll get top four this season. I don't think we're going to win the league as much as like we're doing bad right now. Mm-hmm. We've been having like a stinker for the past two games. Honestly, I've been raging at my TV, but that's a side yeah. I'm trying to be composed, but um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So yeah, yeah you're very much in the trust the process stage, right? Um, and I think in the Champions League, I think you're right. And Mina and I didn't do a, a like a thorough analysis last week of the round of 16 draw because I think we're, we're going to do that closer to, um, you know, when the games are going to be played in February. Yeah. yeah. But at least for now, if we can do like a mini breakdown of how Chelsea can get through Atletico Madrid, what do they have to do? Like who has to be the star or is there a star? Is it just that you have to, like what is it that you think Chelsea have to do or do they hold just zero chance of getting past Atletico Madrid? I don't. I'm always going to back my team. I don't think yep. we hold zero chance. I think it's more of we have a lot of talented players in this team right now, and it's mm-hmm. up to them to work together 
because I'm telling you, Nathan, once these guys work, once we, they hit a click and they work together, we won't, nobody will beat us. I think we'll be like, we'll be right. super strong. Um, who it's a, the, if the question is depending on what formation Lampard plays, then you'll know who has to be that guy to step up. Like if you're playing a team with Giroud of striker, you, Bully, bully the defenders, but right. you're trying to bully like one of the best defenders right now. So it's going to be hard, but you need him yeah. to like, push them back, try to get the wingers to cut inside and like leave that gap where they can just shoot and score. But right. I, I think, I think it honestly matters. It's more of the team as a collective to play good and play well together because that's, that's the only way we can be Atletico, especially with the t- like, especially them, right? So I think what you guys are actually going to have to do to break through Atletico, if I can, if I may present this argument to you, I actually think, and it might sound silly because it might backfire big time. Okay. It very well could, to be quite honest. Okay. But to give yourself the best chance of winning, I think you actually have to go all out attack. And what you have to do, just hear me out here. I know. I feel is play where who plays, you know, I think you got to play somebody like maybe not Giroud, but one of Giroud or Tammy uh, up top so that you can have Werner to play off him. Werner is going to stay wide left. Pulisic is going to stay wide right. Then you're going to have twin eights behind them of who? Ziyech and Havertz. Oh, fuck. It's like, no, I know. I know it's insanity. But listen, here's why. Okay. You need people to pierce through that block. And if you look at how Real Madrid were able to beat Atletico, they beat them off one set piece and a wicked, you know, long shot that hit the post and then hit Oblak and then went in, right? Atletico Madrid really don't concede goals. And it's going to be very hard to cut them open because of how deep they stand. But if you need players who can break through those blocks, I think the best chance you have of getting forward or of going up ahead is pretty much saying... How about I have these two eights who are playing a little bit deeper because it kind of forces Atletico Madrid to, to contain them a little bit, okay. which could draw out the spaces. And then you have guys who work very well in tight spaces for the most part in yeah. Havertz and in Ziyech to play either balls over the top for Giroud, who can probably win you know aerial battles, maybe not against Atletico Madrid defense, but a way better chance than you have with anybody else playing striker. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have guys like, you know, like your Werner and like your Havertz or excuse me, like your Pulisic for cutting it back or being at the back post. I think that's the only real way that you have to beat them. Now, the caveat in that is that, oh my God, if Joao Felix sees that you have like seven players committed forward and is going against a 35-year-old Thiago Silva, Kurt Zuma, and Conte, and he says, listen, here's the time to break. Joao Felix can unlock Atletico Madrid's defense. Imagine him against an open Chelsea. Yeah. It'll be insanity. It's going to be hard. That's what I'm saying. I think that's why you have the pros and the cons. Like you have a very real chance of getting humiliated by playing this way. But I think it's the only real way you have to win. Frank just says, let's play as defensive as they are and then hope for the best that we can get them on a counter or something, which I just don't think is your style of play. No, it's not our style of play. We cannot play defensive. We don't have, I don't think we have the personnel to play defensive like that. Uh, We're not a defensive style team, you know, defensively we all know defensively we're not that solid you know we can barely keep keep a clean sheet for god's sake bro Mm -hmm. like it was a miracle that we had like three clean like three games clean sheets or something like that i don't even remember the stat but it's all out attack and just go for it it's like yolo kind of thing right right now at this moment you know um we're we're against top opposition and i think 
I think this is this year, these past three years have been like a transitional year kind of thing. Well, not transition, yeah. but more of a process year. And I think this is good experience for all the players to know how it feels to play against a solid Atletico Madrid team. You know, I'm happy because it's a solid team. It's going to be hard. And I want them to face stuff like that, you know, yeah. with Jao Felix on the come up, because you will definitely see this team again. Like, right. I, I want them. To and know. if it's not early in the competition, it would have been later, right? Like, yeah. Atletico Madrid are beasts. And I think yeah, exactly. this is kind of what I've been saying about City too for the last couple of years. People are like, oh, your group is so easy. Like you have such a good draw. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think I'm happy about that? Yeah. By the time we go play in the latter stages, we have no experience facing actual tough opposition. Yeah. And then we lose. I want, like, I'd rather up. finish second in the group, but be ironclad, like be tested against top teams. That way you're not the favorites. I want to know how we do when we're not the favorites. And I think Chelsea haven't been the favorites for a long time to be very sure. long time very long time we haven't been the favorites for a while even when the when we played against uh when we had the antonio conte team and we played barcelona you remember that Before, we were not favorites but nope. we still put in a shift exactly. Chelsea won the champions league as not favorites so we know how it is not to be not favorites mind you so, grew up with them. yeah we had a king those were the days of of the lord and savior oh, yeah, lord and, you know we had the worst year ever that year too you know, so yeah. it's a game of football. It's it's crazy. It's like that, you know. Um, yeah, it, it's better than us being in Europa League, right? Like those garbage Arsenal, you know, playing uh, playing in Kazakhstan on Thursday night. So you go play. You segued it perfectly, Joe, because I wanted to give you the floor to tell me how you really feel about Arsenal for the last fifteen minutes. And yeah. warning to all, we've been pretty good about profanity to this point in the show, but yeah. now I'm giving Joe the floor to say whatever the absolute hell he wants. Yeah. If you want to use profanity, do it. Yeah, have them um, laugh. Tell me what's going on with yeah, Arsenal. Is shit. Um, <laughs> we're just gonna start off like that. They're pretty ass. Um, I don't feel bad at all because all on my Twitter, I've been getting oh, William better than Hakim Zayic. Oh, I'm like yeah, yeah. I seen him play all last bro. year. Stupid ass. He's not better than Hakim, bro. It's um, yeah, they're a mess. I'm loving the downfall. I'm on Arsenal fan TV all the time. Just watching right, like they just—they're all over the place. Um, I thought I thought Arteta was better than Lampard too, right? Apparently, yeah. According to them, yeah. Uh, Pep football, tiki taka, tapas pulis—that's what he is. Okay, he's well, okay. You know what it is? You know what it is? Pep admitted to this, uh, where he said, "Listen, like I don't think I'm the best manager in the world." He said this because I am only—I can only do this with the players that I'm given if we can build the teams that I want. Oh. Right. He's, so he pretty much he said like like last year a couple of years ago he's like I couldn't do this with a squad of players who weren't to this caliber, and to be fair we're kind of seeing that right now because a little bit of a decline. <laughs> Arteta is trying to essentially do that with a team that's far far worse yeah. than the players, and I've always been of the mindset that the the most important thing is the W and how can you get the most out of this team. So mm-hmm. it's not necessarily how good of a manager you are, what you could implement. It's how can you make this team win? And this is why when Newcastle had Rafa Benitez in charge and they were terrible and they got relegated and stuff and then they came back up, but they really weren't hitting the heights. I'm like, people are like, oh, well, he's the best manager that they're going to get. I'm like, but yeah, but it doesn't matter. He's not helping them win. He's trying mm-hmm. to implement tactics that they're not good enough to do, right? And I think that's the, the same for Arteta. And Mind you, of course, the immediate solution is, boy, get these guys a creative midfielder who can create some chances because I've said Ozil shouldn't be playing. 
because of footballing reasons. But I think we're past that point now. I think Gerard, who's an Arsenal fan, was on the show. Shout out Gerard a couple weeks ago, said it's got to be for non-personal reasons. It's something that Ozil did with the. Oh, it's the yeah, it's a Chinese thing, whatever. Right, and and I was like, well, okay. That being said, though, that's fine. But I also think because of footballing reasons, he shouldn't be in the team. Now it's like, dude, you can't score goals. You need a creative midfielder, and the fact that they're still not putting him in tells me that it's not football related, yeah. right? So, but go ahead, keep going. Yeah, no, uh, they can only. I think they can only put him in in January, actually, just because that's the next time right. they can slot him in, right? Hilarious. Oh well, not my problem. I don't care. <laughs> uh, Arsenal, Arsenal is a club that's rotten from like the top, the bottom. Man, it's the worst team. Like man, <laughs> they are so ass. It's so bad. It's hard to watch sometimes because I'm like, you know, the team, the team Arteta has shouldn't be 15th though. Let's get that. no. Yeah, that's Let's that's the other that thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, They're still way yeah. underachieving. Yes. And everyone was calling out for Ozil, but I remember before Ozil left, you were saying this guy should not be in the team. So let's not forget. Yeah, yeah okay. They're calling for creative midfielders. Ozil doesn't want to play. He's playing Fortnite and getting paid 300000 <laughs> He's getting paid yeah, a, a day. A week, yeah. Aubameyang scored a goal and an own goal, so that cancels out zero goals. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And you paid sure, that's, how, that's what works in fantasy. You get that's six points, but negative six points. So, <laughs> yeah, so fantasy rules. He got paid like he's getting paid like 300k again. You know, Aubameyang's new 32, contract. bro, or 31. I'm like, damn, yeah. okay, sure. Um, who the team is rotten, yeah, it's very bad. And I think I don't think it's Arteta's fault though. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are asking for Arteta out, and I understand because oh, Arteta can't. No, let me tell you. I can't you, bro. believe they want to do that again. Like, think no, of the no. wheel that is Arsenal. And it's the, like, really? You just I'm loving had- it. I'm loving it. I want to, I love it. It's amazing because they started to realize how Wenger was a master genius. Right. Okay. <laughs> and how Unai Emery was actually not as bad as they thought, but he was pretty, pretty trash. I'm not going to lie. They lost 4 1 to us. But the thing is with, with Arteta right now, he can't handle this, man. Uh, he's a new manager, bro. This is these are his first games. You're witnessing the first games he is as managing as like a normal right. manager. So he the players that they got in this year were were from Arteta. Like he wanted party, and yep. which I'm not gonna say party is a great, great signing. signing. Great signing. Yeah, great. I didn't Same see that. Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, great signing. Uh, William disaster, but they they wanted to tweet me. No problem. Uh, <laughs> then we got. Um, who else did he get? Uh, their center back. What's his name? The Brazilian Gabriel. Guy? Gabriel. Gabriel. That guy's good. I, I he think he's good. good. I think he's good. But I you still have good. Rob Holding. You still have uh, Mustafi. You have Jaka. One minute they want Jaka out. Next minute, I love you, Captain Jaka. Third minute, red card Jaka. Pepe is a flop. Shut up. I'm tired of hearing this stuff. They're talking as if Pepe's 23. I think he's 27, bro. No, no, he's young. I don't think he's, he's young. Flop. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Look it up, bro. You keep talking. Yeah, he sucks. I, he's not good. Pulisic is better. Pulisic is injured. He's still better than uh, Pepe. He's 25. Uh, 25? <laughs> flop. Get out of here. The yeah, get out. Go back to Lille. I don't give a shit. Sorry. <laughs> he sucks. But you know, knowing our luck, uh, Arsenal are somehow gonna find form when they beat us <laughs> in Christmas. Yeah, it's gonna be terrible. <laughs> it's gonna be the worst. Um. Who's their Lacazette? I I think Lacazette's a baller. I think he just plays for Arsenal. That's that's what sucks. Ooh. Yeah, he, it's just they don't they don't tap his potential. The like, thing is, 
I feel bad for him because I thought he was a baller too when they first got him. But he he completely lost his pace and his clinical instinct because often that was provided by his pace. And, and he'll start the season somewhat strong. Yeah. And then he just won't be... He does, he's not the passer to be a center forward and he's not the, big enough to be the target man. He's not fast enough to run in behind. No, like no. He doesn't fit there yeah. anymore. It doesn't work. I, and Arsenal have almost no money. Yeah. And I, it's like, there's so, there's you know actually so many problems. It's because they're paying 300,000. They're paying 600,000 a week on two players. You know, that stuff tallies up, bro. And I think, it, I think, with, oh, being uh, Bami Bami and right, right, right. Uh, yeah. And those guys are like 32. So it's your problem. You they just don't know how to ha- handle their finances, basically. Mm. Um, on top of that, like, I think with Lacazette, you know, you're starting to see what happens to players who leave Arsenal and how well they're doing. Um, Giroud is, is a cult hero now. He's like crazy. He's so good. <laughs> I don't know where he came from, but he come he comes in clutch. He's good. Um, oh, Iwobi's doing okay. I think Walcott scored against them. Obviously, you know, that had to happen. Yeah. But it's just like they, they're not doing good, but they're doing better than they were in Arsenal, basically. So right. it, it's just, um, I think if Lacazette leaves, which he will leave. Lacazette, I think, will leave either January or in the summer. And they're just going to have a Bamiyang striker because they don't know what to do. I saw, when I saw a Bamiyang and Lacazette, I'm like, oh, these guys are playing up front together. It's over. It's right. over. Clearly, they don't know what's going on, you know. They hired Unai Emery. He can't speak English. It's fine. I'm not blaming you, but he... First of all, good evening. Good evening. Good evening to you, too. Yeah, there you go. And we got Arteta, who can speak English, but, you know, he can't take his team out of relegation, so... So when they get red, listen, Nathan, they'll win the league next year in the championship. When they beat Nottingham Forest, or in, or in the league. the playoff, back, to, the playoff. back to the Premier League. Back to the Premier League. So they'll get their wish. I, how long do you think they'll stick with Arteta before? Because I don't think the solution is firing Arteta. I really don't. No, me neither. But at the same time, you can't finish 15th. Like, I know. I won't, I, and it doesn't look like there are brighter days ahead. It doesn't look like there's any sort of upside coming here. And unless they can go by like, I heard a rumor about Isco in January because he'd probably go for cheap. But even then, like, you're taking a chance now on this new player who is good in Spain but is also, like, almost 30, and you're going to pay him to try to save you yeah, and try to create some chances. Like, dude, there's a lot of problems. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to do a full-on Arsenal rebuild episode with yeah. an Arsenal fan, and I'm going to do that with Gerard yeah. next time he's on. That's good. But, I think... I think, sorry to cut you off. I think, oh, I, I think with the, thing, the thing I wanted to say is that for Arteta... It, he's so lucky that January is coming up because this is gonna this is gonna decide what happens to him and like if he's gone or gonna stay because if he mm-hmm. somehow offloads a bunch of players, I think I think I think uh, Arteta is gonna stay. I think it, I think he's doing the right moves because there was a talk about you know most of these players are from like the old regime which is like Arsene Wenger's players and they failed him. And they failed Unai Emery, and they're failing right. Arteta now, which is fair, which is a fair case. And I think I, I'd want to ship all those guys out. Right. Um, so, so we, you know, in January, it's such a tight. It's like one month. Who are you gonna get in? Like, uh, well, you know what? Maybe they can do a couple. Maybe they can package together some like, you know, like player plus cash deals to yeah. swap out some players because, like, maybe you can like you know ship you know uh, Lacazette back to Lyon for like um 
for uh, Dembele there, who's their striker, right? So like a player plus cash deal. Maybe you could like give Xhaka back to much and Gladbach and bring in Dennis Zakaria. And then you got like... There is no way they're going to take Zakaria. No, no, I'm, I'm approaching it like FIFA, but it'd be yeah. sick, right? Maybe they can... No, no, I, I 100% get you. I think the thing is with... Uh, the problem is... This is another problem, but the problem I think is... Our the problem. Another problem. And yet another problem. And another one, yeah. Because Gwendozi, when, when they got rid of him on loan, I, and Torreira on loan, is to, mm-hmm. did they sell or put Torreira on loan? Like Those no, two are like, on loan. terrible decisions. Those are very bad decisions, in my opinion. And I think uh, Saliba, you, you signed him, I don't know how much, and he's on Instagram. He's not playing. Yeah. And he's playing. Talking talking trash bro about Arteta that he's not playing him and stuff like that so he should be playing Instagram, I'm like what okay. do they have to lose I mean they you're playing anyway. every week I can't believe Rob Holding's still a player in this club like he came in Southampton as a prospect and he's like 26 now bro <laughs> I don't know well, he's blown out his knees like twice yeah, <laughs> you know but, like you gotta feel for him but he's yeah, yeah he's not, I feel he's bad but like you got David Luiz now oh boy <laughs> so I mean yeah it is what it is. If they re- get relegated, I'm laughing. So it's all good. No, but I mean, I think we know, like, we can joke about that. But obviously, I don't, don't want Arsenal will not stick with Arteta. And maybe, I mean, West, West Brom just unfortunately brought in uh, Big Sam Allardyce, which means he's off the table. Arsenal oh. now can't bring in Big Sam <laughs> to save them <laughs> from relegation. He fell so far, man. And I used to be like, Arsenal reaching fourth, like, what a joke. But that's like Champions League final right. really, compared to, like, now, you know? So... They can get Big Sam. Um, yeah, they need they need a relegation manager, man. Who can? I think Rafa Benitez would definitely come in for a bit. And uh, Rafa, ooh. yeah, I think that would be Big a good fit. Yeah, I honestly think it's it's not it's the players, it's not the manager. But it's that being bit. said, like I said to Pep, you remember because it was on this show mm. in the first season. It's like, listen, I understand this is your style of play, and that's fine. But if these players can't play that system, you have to integrate it with the system that you can get them to win. Right, mm-hmm. so if Arteta's like, nope, we're gonna play this until it works. Like, well, you will be fired and relegated. Yeah, and relegated. <laughs> so that's, you yeah. just can't do it that way. You have to, as a manager, it's your job to adapt as well. Okay, right. players can adapt. Don't get me wrong, but it's also your part to adapt. And I think that's also something to do with Lampard as well. He has to do the same thing. You know, right. try to find a way where you can find a team. And with Arteta as well, you know, Arteta's teams rotate a lot, man, a lot. Well, I mean, try to find the best 11 when all of them suck. And if they don't get a red card week after week, you know, probably, yeah. It's like, so he's trying to, he's trying to keep his team afloat, but like, uh, it's it's not working out too well. 15th place. So let's, let's end this on this. Um, If Arsenal had the budget, however they have to do it, to sign, let's say three, what should be their three players that they go after in the January transfer window to try to keep them afloat here? Okay, so you said Isco's available? Probably. Have you ever seen him play for Roman? First of all, you got to <laughs> offload Ozil to Fenerbahce. You can send him to Turkey. Yep. To do that. Okay. Um, you, it, let's say if they have a budget, then they definitely need a center back. So, yeah. man. I would just promote Saliba, to be honest. I don't even think. Like, they bought Saliba. Saliba's not playing. I think he's done. Saliba was a useless signing. He's not going to play. Uh, they're going to get center back. They need a creative mid. Without a doubt, they need a creative man. So they need yeah. or someone. And like it's him. not Danny Ceballos, bro. They've been saying Danny Ceballos was like a mystery, bro. This guy's garbage. He passes side to side football. Okay, I don't want that stuff. So I think Danny's out. <laughs> uh, 
Maybe I a winger. Know. I mean, like, bro, how can I tell you like they need strikers? Like they don't. They just they need wingers. Like, they have they have firepower. They just don't. He doesn't know how to utilize it. Basically, right. That's that's all. Like I'm not gonna tell you go buy another striker because why are you paying three hundred thousand for a bumyang then? Like, what's the point? Right. Of that? Uh, maybe a winger. You want to get a left winger? Get a left winger. I don't know who plays. Oh, Bukayo Saka's nice. No, no okay, Saka's so here, ready. Saka. I got this. I got this. <clears throat> Let's see. Right, fingers get ready. Thought about this. this. Huh? Nice. But, no, I know. I'm just thinking about it off the top of my head. First one, like I said, we're going to package Lacazette in a deal. We're going to put Lacazette plus maybe 25 mil. Okay. And get, and get Moussa Dembele. You, you th- Boom. Lead the line. Now we got a new striker. Because he, for whatever reason, and I've been against this, but for whatever reason, he says, Aubameyang's got to come in off the left to cut in. Now, Aubameyang isn't creative. He's a finisher. That's all he is. All he is, yes. So, for whatever reason, we can't have him playing striker. Whatever. Can't have him running in behind. You need him to finish off the chance at the back post. That's fine. No problem. Let's bring in a new striker and let's let's offload one old Lyon striker for a new one. Okay. Yeah. Moussa Dembele, welcome to the league. Okay. Then we're gonna we're gonna send oh, we're gonna send Granite Xhaka back to Much and Gladbach, like I said, and bring in Dennis Zakaria. Now we got this base of Party and Zakaria where I don't even need center backs now because I got the most sturdy midfield bunch I've ever seen here. Then, obviously, you can't go hijack Dominic Sabosly's move to Leipzig because he's already moved and already Yes, played, he moved. He's done, yeah. <laughs> which means he's already there. Yeah, he's done. But here's the man who you're going to go get. Ready? James Ward-Prowse. I backed that. Out of Southampton. I backed that. Because this man's nasty. And he's not necessarily the creative midfield type. But if you have those three as your midfield, you are absolutely rock solid. I'm- and then if you can make a front three packaging kind of Bukayo Saka, Moussa Dembele, and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. You, get us, you can't uh, score with that. Yeah. You're awful. Like, this is a very Liverpool-type approach almost because you're, you're getting destroyers in the midfield who are going to just anchor the team yeah. with, with a very, very good passer, to be fair. Then you have your, your Tierney and your, your Bellerin to be the fullbacks and just go ahead and bomb Oh, forward. Bellerin. Oh, God. That guy is not a football. Who can't take a throw-in for his life. Yeah. How can you not take a throw-in, but, uh, bro? Maybe he can cross. Meet cross, Jesus. Can't defend. Across the road. You remember a few years ago they were saying Bellerin can't cross a road? Yeah. <laughs> I can tell why. Yeah. He's playing track and field in the game, bro. He's just running right. back and forth. That's all. I, I think those are very good ones, especially James Ward Prowse, because I, I looked at that when they were playing Southampton and I was like, oh man, he could James Ward Prowse can definitely slot in. And maybe in practice, so good and set pieces with him. Right. half of them. So. That's all you need. Exactly, man. Yeah. He's one of the most disgusting free kick takers in the world. And his set pieces are unreal. Unreal. And you just promote Saliba. And you know what? See what happens. Let's go yeah. nuts. What are you going to do? Can't get I any mean, worse than 15th. Yeah, honestly. Like, and you need this money. And if, if you clear off the books. It, yeah. If Arteta can do it, just... Uh... Bro, offload Pepe. <laughs> Bro. Okay? Offload Willian. You know what? We're going to have... You won't even have enough players to make a bench. I don't even want to have 18 players at Arsenal. I just want to have... Know. 11 good ones. An academy and academy on the bench. That's it. Yeah. No, I, I feel that bit. I think that's their best. That's why I said it's important for Arteta to offload players in January. Yeah. So if he doesn't... It, because it's if Arsenal are going to say... If Arsenal are going to say, yo, like, we can't give you any money, so you have to fund your own transfers. Yeah. Well, I mean, boy, let me tell you, the, the Arsenal players are, are low as hell right now. Like, they're not going to get you very much. Yeah. But whatever you got to do to make it work... I don't like listen for me. Why championship players? Sucks. You're basically gonna be there next year. So who Bro, cares? 
Actually, one of my friends who's an Arsenal fan actually suggested, that's hilarious, by the way, but yeah. he suggested, um, if you remember last season, who played for Norwich, he's nasty, Emiliano Buendia. Yes, yes. Manager chance creator, and he did yes. it in the Prem too. Promote him. Yeah. Promote him. 100%. You got a whole freaking Watford team you can pick from. And just go take... No some, kidding. Yeah, yeah, like Will Hughes or something. Just go go get... Go down a level. I mean, you're close to championship than you are at the freaking Prem right there. <laughs> so just, yeah, legit. You can get them for cheap too. Oh my God, you get them for so cheap them spending like... I don't know how many millions to get like uh 20-year-old from, I don't know, some random team. So just... No, yeah, forget Isco. Forget Isco, yeah. Get a championship guy. Go get a championship guy. Yeah, at least I'm a hundred percent sure a championship guy would work harder than right. someone else. Because they're like, man, I'm in the prem now. Like this is right the real deal. So I, I like hard workers and I think he'd be he'd be perfect for them. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It might be that maybe that's the position where Arsenal are now. And and one of my future discussions, I'll have Gerard back on the show and, and he and I can can go through what the move is for Arsenal. Uh, but in the meantime, I think this pretty much has to wrap it. Yeah. For episode number 67 of the Jersey Wall podcast. Joe, any final notes that you want to get off your chest? Things you'd like to say either um, about your club or somebody else's? Well, I'm glad to be back. It was uh, so great having you. Yeah, man. It's been a while. So I want to thank you, Nanny, for having me back. My pleasure, buddy. Keep doing what you're doing, broski. Uh, mm-hmm. Nothing much. I mean, we'll, I'll definitely be back to talk about it. Yes, you. please do. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully we win. Arsenal still suck, but I don't want to see them relegated as much as I hate them. It's gonna no, be no, you want to watch them suffer, you don't watch the championship, so yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I want to laugh at them, but I don't want them to like die completely. But other than that, yeah, thanks for having me. You know, back. you it's my pleasure. You know, before we, we wrap up, I, just, I do want to hear your predictions on this because we've talked mm-hmm. a lot about Chelsea and Arsenal. They play it, they meet on Boxing Day. Yes, who you got, Joe? What's the score? Uh, 3-0 Chelsea. All right. Good yeah. enough. That's Sounds so good to me. Yeah. We'll see I can't say I disagree with that, to be quite honest. <laughs> I think 3-0 for us. But, uh, you know, knowing our luck, they could just beat us and then rise up. Because they didn't then rise. before. Yeah. Right. So, we'll see. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for us here uh, on episode number 67 of the Jersey Wall podcast. It's not that cold outside, to be quite honest, but yeah. Christmas is coming. This is our last one before Christmas. If you don't listen to it until Christmas Day, then Merry Christmas to you all. Happy holidays, Happy holidays. Uh, to everyone else. We love you. We appreciate you tuning in. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a review, rate us, share us. If you like the show, tell your friends. It would yes. mean a lot to us. Joe, thank you so much for joining thank me again. You, bro. Thank you. And uh, we will see you guys after, I guess, next week for episode number 68. We're getting to that big number, Joe. Hey. Uh, big number. 68's <laughs> next week. See you all next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>